Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Shane, your announcer for this, the second Sunday in Advent. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinager, and the acolytes are Lisa Vaught and Sadie Bennett. Today's order of service is at www.trinityfreistadt.com. Radio broadcast for today is sponsored by funds donated to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. All right, so as you are taking your seats, just a few announcements uh, before we begin with worship today. First, portals of prayer and Lutheran witness orders need to be in this week. Cost is the same as last year. Uh, portals of prayer, which is the which is a, a, a small. Devotional for every day of the coming year. Oh no, sorry, for um, I believe it's three months at a time. Uh, daily devotionals. That's the portals of prayer, and then the Lutheran Witness, which is our Synod's magazine, which has a lot of really neat articles uh, inside it about various things. The portals of prayer is four dollars and thirty cents. The Lutheran Witness is sixteen dollars. Uh, today is the last day that poinsettia plants can be purchased to be placed on the altar uh, for our church at Christmas time. The cost is the same as last year as well, $20 each, and order forms are found at the sound system table, uh, which is in, in the back to my right. And then finally, we continue with our midweek Advent services on this coming Wednesday, December the 12th at 7 PM, uh, please, uh, please plan on attending and joining us there as well. Let's open our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we are thankful today for your grace and for your mercy, and Lord, for the peace that can only come from you, the peace that surpasses all that our minds can do, the peace, Lord, that comes from the Holy Spirit. Lord, as we continue on during this Advent season, as we prepare, as you prepare us through word and through prayer and through worship to once again celebrate when our Savior came, uh, and Lord, also to look forward to his second coming. Lord, may we continue to keep both of those things in mind as we, can, as we continue on throughout this week and throughout the rest of this season. And now, Lord, we uh, ask for your presence to be among us. We thank you, Lord, that you have called each and every one of us here, not by chance, not by accident, but by your gospel. Uh, and, Lord, it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Please stand. We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, Confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Almighty God, in His mercy, has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake, He forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. But my people did not listen to my voice. Oh, that my people would listen to me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that by his coming we may be enabled to serve you with pure minds. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for today is from Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 through 7b. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming, and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver, and they will bring offerings and righteousness to the Lord. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. Then I will draw near to you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the hired worker in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, against those who thrust aside the sojourner, and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, old children of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? This is the word of our Lord. We continue with the gradual. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming to you. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. At this time, I invite all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Now is a good time to bring up your offering, your mighty mites as well.
All right, you guys can turn around and face me, please. Okay. All right. So one of the things, so what we're going to be talking about today is what exactly Advent means. And we've kind of been talking about it uh, last Sunday and also this uh, Sunday today as well. Who remembers what Advent means? I think we talked about it last week, if I'm not mistaken. Does anybody remember what that means? Advent means prepare, right? Now, we are preparing for two things. What's the first thing? Cordell? Okay, right. Okay, so we are preparing to celebrate once again that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the Messiah who has been prophesied about, okay, and whom, the, and whom is the fulfillment of those prophecies, that he has come over 2,000 years ago, over a really long time ago, to be born for us. And as the angel said, uh, a Savior has been born to us. He is Christ the Lord. Okay, so that's the first thing that Advent prepares us for. What's the, what's the second thing that Advent prepares us for? Grace? Right, the second time. Good, okay? So, Jesus is coming the second time, okay? And when he comes the second time, it will be much, much different than when he came the first time. You see, the first time that, that he came, he came very humbly, okay? Right? And very meekly, right? But when he comes the second time, everybody will know. And everybody will know that it is Jesus, the name that is above every name. He who is the creator of the heavens and the earth, the word made flesh, that it is he who has come. And it is he who has come to finally redeem his people, to bring about the new heavens and the new earth. Okay? So as you go about this week, Okay, and as you go about the rest of this Advent season, I want you to concentrate on those two things, to celebrate the fact that Jesus came once, the first time, and to celebrate the fact and get ready in heart, mind, and soul through reading of God's Word, through worship, okay, that Jesus is coming once again for us. Okay? Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Jesus, we thank you for your first coming. Help us to look forward and prepare in our hearts, in our minds, and in our souls for your coming again. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. The epistle reading today is from Philippians chapter 1, verses 2 through 11. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. This is the word of our Lord.
The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate, being governor of Judea, and Herod, being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Ituria and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of the Lord came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. And he went into all of the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, <clears throat> the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall become straight, and the rough places shall become level ways, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. He said, therefore, to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then shall we do? And he answered them, Whoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none. Whoever has food is to do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptized and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than you are authorized to do. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what shall we do? And he said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or by false accusation, and be content with your wages. This is the gospel of our Lord. all pray with me, please. Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace and mercy and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is as follows from Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. A voice of one calling, in the desert prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice cries out. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All men are like grass, and their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, Here is your God. See the sovereign Lord comes with power, and his arm rules for him. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. So far the text for this morning. Jeremy Cowart is a professional photographer in the Los Angeles area. And he took a photograph in Kiev in the Ukraine. And I am going to read to you how one pastor described Mr. Cowart's photograph because he says it way better than I ever could. He says, he photographed two people standing outside of St. Michael's Church and Monastery. And when you look at the photo, you can't help but be surprised. At the bottom of the photo, there are two people, young and preoccupied. One carries a bag over her shoulder and looks directly in your direction. The other is wearing a suit and a tie. His head is slightly tilted as he looks off into the distance. Both have the appearance of anyone that you can meet on any given day. Behind them, however, is the wall of the monastery. It rises up above them and is covered with angels. There are so many angels that you cannot see all of their faces. The ones closest to the two people are life-size. Behind, the, behind these two ordinary people is a world of gold filled with angels and wings and rays of light. If these two people would just turn around, they would be amazed at the world that surrounds them. Their ordinary life is filled with the presence of angels. God is inviting them into an overwhelming experience of his personal love. And I'll read that last sentence one more time. God is inviting them into an overwhelming experience of his personal love. The photograph is indicative of what oftentimes happens in our own lives. We become so caught up with work and family and the daily grind, whatever your daily grind is, that we never truly see the wonderful ways that God works. 
just like the two people who are standing in front of this beautiful painting. We become oblivious to it. And so our text from Isaiah this morning is a real blessing to us because it gives to us an overwhelming vision of angels while also calling us to stop and to listen. Isaiah gives to us this morning a vision of God's love, where God speaks to us of his overwhelming and personal love for us. First, you will notice that there are no angels that are explicitly mentioned in the text that was just read from Isaiah. There is also no vision of heaven with God seated on a throne where he is surrounded by thousands upon thousands of angels. In actual fact, Isaiah only gives us a voice, specifically the voice of God. But in chapter 6, Isaiah is given a vision of God in which he is actually surrounded by a multitude of angels. Chapter 6 preceding chapter 40. And he is sitting high and lifted upon a throne. And God called upon Isaiah to speak to speak specifically words of judgment upon Israel for their unfaithfulness. But now, in chapter 40, Isaiah is told to speak a different message. This message is not a message of judgment, but a message of comfort. And so we hear this message of the overwhelming love of God. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. And we know that these words are a command to Isaiah. He does not have any choice in the matter of whether or not to tell God's people. And how do we know this? How do we know that it is a command? Well, because of the emphatic repeating of the word comfort. We also need to make mention of the fact that the command to Isaiah is actually spoken in plural form in the original Hebrew. Therefore, God is not just commanding one angel to bring the message of comfort, but he is commanding all of his angels to bring the message. All of you, comfort my people. Now, why does this matter? Why is this such a big deal? Because God is so emphatic about getting his message of comfort out to his people. And let this sink in. He sends his army of angels to do it. This message is important. They are to proclaim to the people that their exile is over, that their sin has been pardoned, and they now have peace with their God. And if you think back to everything that the people have been through, up and down, far away from God, near to Him, and finally, finally, they have peace with their God. This is an overwhelming message from God that is given to an overwhelming amount of angels that are to speak to them of God's overwhelming, special love for His people. Take notice in verse 2 of the tone for which the angels are to use when giving this message. We sometimes, when we read of angels in Scripture, we might imagine what their tone sounded like, probably very strong and very bold and very triumphant. But here, in Isaiah chapter 40, God commands them to speak one way and one way only. Speak tenderly. To them. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Taken literally, the angels are to speak upon the hearts of the people. A language that, of, that is of special and intimate love. It is very similar to the language of a man that has fallen in love with a woman. The language of God who is in love with his people. And even though his people have left him time And time again, God continues to seek after them. He is, you could say, on a mission that never ends. This text, though, is only a foretaste of a far more personal love of God. 
Advent is here. It is here now to prepare us for Christmas, yes, that day when God gave to us His most incredible act of personal love. You will also remember that it was the angels that filled the heavens to announce this world-changing event, the birth of the Christ child. And so the message that God is speaking to us today is this, that He so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son so that those who believe in Him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. That, as the book of Revelation says, is the dwelling place, that the dwelling place of God is with men. That, as John the Baptist once said, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. This is God's personal love for you, spoken personally to each of you by a pastor that he has sent to you today to tell you. And so today, this day, people of God this day, be comforted. Be comforted because your God has spoken tenderly to you. Be comforted because your God has sent His Son into our world to forgive all of your sins. And 2,000 years ago, He sent an army of angels to tell you that God's Son, our Savior's name, would be Jesus. Because He will save His people from their sins. Because He did save His people from their sins. Because on the cross, the Sovereign Lord came with power. And as Isaiah says, His reward was with Him. By the grace of God today, this day and each day, be comforted by this personal message of love from your personal God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. We now say together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed as is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, we gather our tithes and offerings. In your pew, you will notice a red uh, book that is our sign-in book for members as well as guests. Please uh, make us aware of your presence here today. Uh, And those who receive those books on the windows, please send them back to the aisles. And those who are seated at the aisles, please tear out the top sheet and set it on top of the red book. Uh, With that, we collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Sunday school and Bible classes meet each Sunday morning at 8.45 a.m. Men's Bible study meets every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Ladies' afternoon Bible study meets the first and third Monday at 1.30 p.m. in the chapel. Ladies Tuesday Evening Bible Study meets at 7 p.m. every week at the home of Tony Oberman. The Mount Vernon Ladies Bible Study will meet at 7 p.m. the second and fourth Monday at the home of Betty Sawyer. 
The Lutheran Hour is our church's market. Listen to the Lutheran Hour each Sunday morning on KKOWAM 860 Pittsburgh, Kansas, at 9 a.m. on KLFC-FM 88.1 Branson, Missouri, and at 9.30 a.m. on KRUM 100.5 Rogers, Arkansas. 12.30 12.30 p.m. on KNO-FM 91.7, Neosho, Missouri. We will now rejoin the congregation in the celebration of Holy Communion. In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to be sure to remember to pray for. First of all, for Anna Kruger, who is having surgery on Friday, December the 14th. Uh, For Mary Schultz, who is uh, cousin to Karen Kleibaker. She has been been diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, And also the family of, of Linda Earhart, who passed away on Monday, December the 3rd. We go to our Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, guide us through this season of anticipation and hope. Comfort our troubled minds and strengthen our tired bodies. Restore the hope that this season offers, that we might lift our voices with strength and joy. Straighten the crooked paths that we might walk in your ways. Level the rocky ground that we might prepare for your arrival in our world. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the baptized, that the Spirit would constantly open our ears to hear Jesus' word and set our tongues free to glorify him who does all things well. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all in authority in our land, that God would grant them wisdom, courage, civility, and honor as they carry out their difficult responsibilities. Lord, in your mercy. We pray especially for all who suffer oppression from the evil one, for all who battle under sickness or loneliness or grief, and for all whom we have been asked to remember to pray for, especially for those on our health list. Those people are Melville McCord and Landreth Worm, Janice Meyer and Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Oren Fritz and Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes and Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Bob Dodson, Elda Nelson and Bob Yelinek, Mark Felwalk, Lauren Clay Baker, 
Gary Magruder, Emma Conklin, Brenda Lawmaster, Rosemarie Decoff, Elmer Kaiser, Teresa Nelson, Arlene Stevenson, Bob Curdy, Marianne Daughtry, John Alexander, Debbie Porter, Ellie, Ellie Holly, and for all those, Lord, that have been named before you in our hearts. Lord, also for Anna and for Mary and for Linda's family. Lord, we pray that Christ would grant to them deliverance and healing according to his good and gracious will. Lord, in your mercy. For all who come to the Lord's altar today, that acknowledging our unworthiness to so much as gather the crumbs from under his table, that Christ may mercifully feed us with his very body and blood and grant us to rejoice forevermore in his love, and to show forth his praise in lives dedicated to works of faith. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for blessings and joy overall with birthdays. Lord, we thank you that you knew everything about them before their birth, and you have promised to never leave them. May they feel assured and ready for the year ahead, knowing that you have ordered their steps. We also thank you for those who have anniversaries, for Don and Karen upon their 57th wedding anniversary this past week. And Lord, we pray and we know that as your word says, a threefold cord is not easily broken. Continue to wrap yourself in our marriages and our families. Lord, we pray that you might keep them in their marriage so hidden within you that all of the forces of evil would come to nothing. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord, our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose way John the Baptist prepared, proclaiming him the promised Messiah, the very Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, and calling sinners to repentance that they might escape from the wrath to be revealed when he comes again in glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, 
you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and none of the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Blessed be the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. It's been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and this Wednesday evening for Advent services at 7 p.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.christatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Shane. Special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors today. Thank you very much for joining us uh, here in worship and in praise to our Lord. Uh, we pray that your time here was one that was blessed and that your faith has been strengthened. 
just a reminder that our midweek Advent services continue this week, Wednesday night, uh, here at the church at 7 p.m. Between now and then, I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week.